I hope you've all slept well since I spoke to you last, for a well-rested soul is a soul most easily frightened. It's a cycle, slumbering to refill the fright fluid, waking to be afeared, then doing it again and again, in a cycle much like other cycles. Day to night, the rock cycle, how I continuously have to repopulate the writer's room after all my pencil pushes go feral and start trying to get creative with the scripts. Tonight's offering is a story I did not condone, but which my hand was forced into airing as it was the only submission of the week. Naturally, I've made some edits and included a little surprise in the beginning. Anyway, a repurposed steamship is sent into the Amazon with a crew of scientists in order to find the missing link between mo mo between clam and man mollusk to find the missing link between mollusk and man Little do they know that the rocking of the boat on the rambling river will... Yeah, you get it. Some wordplay on Slant Hallway. Let's get on with this dumpster fire. That's how come I ended up a uh, Le Capitan, a little rusty uh, hunk of junk of lunk of sunk of steamship there. Miss Betty Magoo. Uh, Mademoiselle Betty Magoo. Creeping her way down Amazon. Well, I must admit, Captain Barnaby, that was quite the tale. Full of twists and turns, curses and misadventures with damsels and doubloons found both in exciting amounts. Oh, yeah. Uh, a story like that is a once-in-a-lifetime, both for the teller and a poor listener. <coughs> you! Uh, yeah. A story like this could fill the space of vomony, uh, including the advertisements uh, with these dogs. In fact, a story like that will, uh, could surpass those temporal limits even. I guarantee it will be a magnificent opus, uh-huh. 
as if it were uh, a much better, uh, a much better story than uh, than some nonsense about the science and bullshit for putting on propaganda film for for the Department of uh, Agriculture. A story that all the quacks in the writers' room will regret so vehemently vetoing when they find themselves uh, jobless and uh, penniless, uh, blacklisted. I said, I said, you, you fire boys. I'm firing you. That's right. How does that feel? Yes. I'll serve this precious little story that means so much to you, Hex. I'll ever to remind you, uh, it was your last. Well, isn't that just the darndest thing? A Louisiana native finds himself piloting his ship along a whole new kind of Mississippi. I already specified Monsieur Guzman. C'est l'Amazon, not the Mississippi. And to think that I had a crew up to turn on this old Betty into a floating laboratory. I used to sell beignets off this barge and have the Olympia Brass Band play topside on the weekend. Le Fond de Simon, according if you're Quebecois. The weekend if you proper French. I guarantee. I dress like it was Mardi Gras. I don't dress like it was Mardi Gras to every day, not like it is now, Mardi Gras, just on Mardi Gras. Ever since I got run out of town, my life has gotten uh, so much more boring. My ship is filled with uh, porn dexters po- poking at the fish there. The Olympia Brass Band? What were you, the mayor of New Orleans? Yeah, from uh, the 51 to 53, I guarantee that much. You know, two years there. Uh-huh. I see. Say, Monsieur Gooseman, uh, ever since you got on this little vessel of mine, I've been meaning to ask you, uh, you don't walk or talk like that motherfucker. You don't strike me as a model scientist, a model scholologist, one might say, if they were so inclined, I think. Well, Captain, it's because I'm not. I've never seen a clam in my life. But aren't they remarkable? What, clams? The clams, elster, scallops, snails, the noble cuttlefish, all them mollusks there. Professor Squidman thinks the missing link between the human and uh, the, our animal ancestors is actually some type of mollusk. They are sort of like us in a strange way, aren't they? Because you see now, I put so much of hair gel in my head today. She's looking like a shell, a crab. Really? So that's what this whole trip of yours is about? The scientists in the mid-deck are hard after that missing link? Dead day off! But tell me, Monsieur Gooseman, if you're not a bookman, Gooseman, then what do you use a boy in my boat for? Ah, uh, I'd rather not say. <laughs> <laughs> You! Almost exactly oh, six months from today, my father got lost on a bar crawl through the Amazon, and he hasn't been seen since. The rescue crews are off on Christmas, so I've come to try and find him myself. I needed a ship to take me, and yours, Professor Squidman's expedition, is the only one that would. Everyone else, from the whalers to the shrimpers, just called me Tubby and got angry when I asked for a ride. Oh, what a sad fate for a father. A travesty to not be home by Christmas. I hope you find the poso. Gentlemen, you who are you busy? 
I can come back if you're busy. Professor Squidman, what's the matter? Us two were just trading old war stories. Nothing important. No, really. If it's a problem, I don't want to bother or anything. I have many, 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 many more snails to scratch and snip. No, really. It's no problem at all. Really, if you want me to leave, it's perfectly fine. I can go and leave you be. I understand you need your space. I insist you stay and say what the trouble is. Well, fine. I'll leave. I was going to leave if you wanted me to. I don't understand what all the cruel language was for. You know, Monsieur Guzman, you shouldn't hurt others just because you was the one been hurt the first time you got hurt. Taking it out on somebody else. Pick on your own size, huh? Okay, nobody's same size as you but yourself now. All right. What was it that I said? Maybe I should go down and see the feller. Oh, hello, lads. Uh, do you have a moment to spare? Actually, John, I was just about to go talk to the professor. Oh, no, no time for that. I was asking in a rhetorical sense. I, I've got some news that may interest the two of you. Am I allowed back on the ballot in long? No, Captain. Unfortunately, I've got the worst kind of news. Bad news. Honky-tonks from hell. What is it? It looks like we've got water pooling up in the boiler room. Do you think it's a leak? No, it's water pooling up in the boiler room. And it's coming in fast. Where is it coming from, you think? God only knows. All I know is that over the last few minutes of uh, Professor uh, Squidman and I measuring it, the quantity has gone up by two inches. Well, how much were there originally? That's the thing. None. Them bees knees in the bow. That's no good at all. We're going over 20 miles an hour. Scandalously fast for a research vessel, Captain. You should slow her down unless you can afford the speeding ticket. Uh, yoo-hoo, gentlemen. Are we busy? Professor? Professor! You're redder than a Romani in those fluffy, freckled cheeks of yours. I found the problem. I found the source of the puddle in the boiler room. What's happening down there? There's a hole. A hole is letting water through. So there's a leak in the boiler room? No, not at all. There's a hole letting water through. Worse yet, look what I found. Why, it looks like a ring of iron hooks. It is not something nearly as mild and capable of holding up a standard-sized shower curtain. This is a claw, Mr. Gooseman. A claw. A claw? What kind of claw? You may think a parrot or a tiger, but most likely a claw from a creature that doesn't want us to get very far down this river at all. We've got an adversary in the jungle, it seems. I'll try to slow us down now. At least if we pull over on the riverbank there, we can avoid any uncalled for catastrophe and consider our options on the shore. I must admit, my nerves are a little racked from the claw. The flooding, the speeding, and uh, what have you there? Perhaps now, and this is just a maybe might, my cub will ease my nerves with a midday snack there. One of my childhood favorites. It's on a log. Peanut butter full of salt and that there finest of cayenne or pepper mama could buy. Peanut butter is surely the yin to a raisin's yang. I'll tell you that much. Now, that's a guarantee, especially when them raisins come straight from a friend. 
playing on native mind there. No, 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 no. Let me bring some flavor up to my lips, y'all. Da! Da! No! The wasp, yeah! Big old stinger wasp! What did you got there, though? You, you big old stinger wasp guy. Take a bite, don't sting me. It pierced my lip. Da! The swelling. I'm dead, dreadfully. I'm alive. The pain made me positive. You wield my snack. Well, Captain, you've dropped your ant on a log. And look, it's bouncing down the steps towards the boiler room. <laughs> a thousand times. Damn. Goodness, what a strange snack choice, you know? What a peculiar assortment of ingredients that I don't really think a cutesy name covers up at all. I mean, peanut butter, raisins, celery... Celery! Celery! Yes, wasn't that a hunk of celery that just tumbled down the steps? Maybe green onions? Oh yeah, traditionally, celery is used part of dish! Up! I prefer making it with them leeks there! But that means... Dear God! Professor Squidman, what's wrong? There's a leak in the boiler room! Holy moly, and a table of cannoli! the steamship careening into the side of a riverbank and going up in flames could have been exciting. But we only hear it for a second or two. Why not cut the jibber-jabber that takes over the whole opening and make that loud, cantankerous boat explosion last a whole five minutes? Now that would be something. That would be an idea that would only, dare I say it, come to a genius. Just as genius as the idea to find a whole new team of writers. Oh, HR is going to have a field day with this one. Anywho, with the steamship gone, our heroes find themselves stranded on a riverbank, with night sitting in, the forest teeming when creaking and a small campfire crackling in front of them. We return. So anyway, that's how Professor Squidman and I even got ourselves involved in this expedition. Not a single mollusk we've found so far has borne even the slightest biological resemblance to a human being. Scratch what I said earlier. Now that was a story. Yoo-hoo-hoo! And having crashed here on this riverbank, bloodied and dust-covered, we may never find another mollusk again. They're in the river, after all, not in the sand. <laughs> well, who knows? There have been stranger things. 
Like I collect stamps with little boys. You've been pretty quiet, Captain. Everything all right? <sighs> oh, well, I'm only suffering the way any of us. Oh, may suffer from the loss of the, the loved one. Uh, and in the case of uh, Miss Betty, it's quite unique considering that uh, most loved ones aren't used for flowers. I only wish the bulk of a hull got to be buried now in some firefly laden bayou back home on Louisiana. And now in this uh, dreadful, uh, dry and hot and then visited uh, rainforest now. I get it. You lost a loved one, Captain. Oh, no, 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 no ship, no captain. Just call me Barnaby. Uh, pardon, Barnaby. Uh, I understand you lost a loved one, but uh, on a much more dire note, we're stranded. No, no, we were married. We was married, Dad, yeah. You eloped with a boat? We're lost, and positively so. Thanks to a ship with the weakest hull I've ever seen. Don't you talk about my wife that way, John. I mean, we're completely lost. Never mind the exposition. How are we ever going to get back home? Oh, oh, hey, Captain. Uh, get your hands off me. Release me, Bruce. Oh, my poor little scientist neck. Oh, thin enough for you to get your, both of your meaty paws around with ease. You shut your yap, John, now, I guarantee I just watched my wife explode and proceed to sink to the bottom of the Amazon, now. Sure, we were feeling for divorce, there, but who knows, maybe we would have a stay together. Maybe what I'm going to tell our children back home, now. Come get my little kids, there, half boat dingy kiddos. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please, allow me to be the voice of reason. Do not let your natural bullish selves reveal themselves now that we are stranded within the jungle. Don't let the crackling fire and the insurmountable darkness unleash the beasts within you. Prithee, calm. Remember your school days and the playground spats. For those you were punished, and for this you will be too. Yoo-hoo! Yoo-hoo! I say! The madness of the jungle will come to command the constitutions of us all. We are weak. We pale in comparison to the cornucopia of South American gods that guide our wayward souls through the rainforest. Not to salvation, but to enslavement and to death. What? Oh, don't mind, Professor Squidman. He graduated some cum laude at Oxford University, and for the most part knows what's what. But the snail snipping is cause for some occasional bouts of confusion. Nevertheless, I think Professor Squidman makes a fine point. Perhaps we shouldn't fight, especially not on our first day stranded in the jungle. I mean, we should, at the very least, spend a few days in delirium before we go absolutely bonkers mad. Let's drink some still water, be unable to control our bowels, and then we can crazy talk. Harumph in agreement. Plus, this pickle may not be as heavily brined as we may have first thunk. How do you mean? It may be a cucumber still? That might just be the case. Look! Where? Why, at this map! When the remnants of our vessel crashed onto a riverbank, it seemed to have crashed onto a trailhead. I grabbed this little thing from the informational booth. 
Luckily, our current location is marked in purple, so we can easily get a sense for where we are. Also, we're not allowed to bring any firewood into the forest since it's a national preserve. Also, it's carry-in, carry-out. Are there facilities? Yes, there are a few showers and water spouts. See here? Marked by blue dots on the map. But those aren't important. We can skinny dip in the Amazon if we're really in a pinch to get clean. And if you want to get doubly clean, there's a baptismal font two miles north. No, what we should really be after is this. Nada, Monsieur Guzman. I never read a map before in my life. What is that? To be fair, I only recognize the area because I watched a documentary film about it on my flight into Peru. Before we crash-landed, I was able to get a pretty good idea of what to make of maps like these. Anywho, my father got lost on a drunken spurt near here. Near a black dot, you say? That black dot is actually Gilman's Lagoon. Well, hold on. Why would we walk from one body of water to another? Because, my dear friend, there's a payphone there we can use to call for help. As soon as Christmas comes to a close in the morning, we should have no problem reaching out to local rescue crews. Well, I must say, that sounds like an apt plan. What a fine idea it was to let this little stowaway canary man on board. Mr. Gooseman, you may have just saved this expedition with your pure wit jujitsu. I think we've had a fine plan. Now, it'll be far too dark and spooky-ooky for us to try to hike out to Gilman's Lagoon tonight. But perhaps we can snuggle together by this dying fire, tell a ghost story or two, roast a marshmallow, and be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for our morning trek. I'm always one for slumbering with my co-host, Monsieur Guzman, but I must admit, there is still one last unresolved piece eating away at me. And what is that, Barnaby? The claw, Captain. The claw we found in the boiler room there. What can we make of the claw, Professor? Gentlemen, gentlemen, I have seen many claws in my day. I have seen the claws of chickens. Ours are not chicken claws. I have seen alligator claws, and ours are far too misshapen to be such a thing. I have seen illegal claws, but on our claws, the T's are not crossed, and the I's are not dotted. I have seen Santa claws, but... With the holiday at its tail end, I don't think our set of claws is in the slightest bit festive. Were it more intangible, it could perhaps be claustrophobia. But this is not the case either. Professor Squidman, we are at seat's edge. What does your learned mind make of this? I have no doubt about it. This is a mollusk claw, likely from some kind of sick human-mollusk hybrid. A missing link, perhaps. I fear that may be the case. In the event, it's dangerous. I'll have my harpoon gun loaded and ready before we've settled down to sleep. You know, I uh, I was actually on the American Biathlon team a few years back, so I'm quite the shot. I've also cracked every skeet I've ever looked at, and I've administered over 300 polio vaccines via blowdart. No mollusk man will be getting us, folks. Now let's get in the sleeping bags we saved from the record. Could someone be a deer and blow out the fire? I'll guarantee you, sure. Good night, everyone. Good night, John. These bugs sure are gorging themselves on every bit of loose skin I've left out of my sleep bag. Yoo-hoo! This darkness is a knife! 
This humidity is a hellish vision. Okay, let's quiet down. Okay, okay. I'm stuck with a bunch of psychos. Professor, I'm sorry, but it's too humid out here to snuggle. I'm 14 feet away from you under this elephant ear, feverishly shaking. What do you mean? Wait, nah. Then that isn't your long fingernails gliding their way up my belly and toward my neck, nah. No! The mollusk man has come! The harpoon gun, John! Already on it. Take this, you fiend! Sweet roly poly oly, I've been shot now! God damn it! Well, relax. It's dark, I can't see. Oh, mon dwee! My eye! A harpoon in my eye! Sweet home, Louisiana, you fade from my vision now. John, weren't you an Olympian? Yeah, but I didn't do night Olympics. Jesus. One last shot, please. <laughs> Got the son of a gun. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I die. I die. Death. All right, if my map is correct, it looks like we're coming up on Gilman's Lagoon now. It should be right up beyond the Happy Camper's convenience store. Oh, good, finally. I've, I've, I've got the mud in every crevasse of my body. I still can't believe you shot Captain Barnaby with a harpoon gun. The madness comes for us all in the end. It wasn't madness. It was darkness. I couldn't see a thing. That was barely even my fault. And darkness is indeed the heart of madness. Plus, I kind of did the guy a favor. I mean, had it not been for the mercy of my expertful aim, the poor sucker would have been eaten alive. We are all but concubines of the jungle. Double plus, actually. Because had we not had a body with us, it would have been far more difficult to cross the piranha-filled brook. At least in death, the captain was able to do us the kindness of distracting a bunch of hungry fish. I can feel myself becoming the jungle. I can feel the jungle becoming me. Filled with flies. My soul is filled with flies. Well, I don't understand. Professor, is how you're still finding snails to sniff. This is the longest high I've ever bore witness to. Yes, what has it been? Two days now? Just about that, yes. I have an uncle in Detroit who's a therapist, really good with rehabilitation. Got me from doing coke to just smoking cigarettes, which are actually healthy and good for you, so that was a real relief. I can put the professor in touch if you'd like. Very generous of you, I, I think. That's a grand idea. You know, addiction is nothing to be ashamed of. The only thing I'm addicted to is madness. <laughs> you vagabonds! No, Mr. Gooseman. I know you tagged along to this exposition without ever even dreaming you could be part of it. But, if I may, uh, would you do me the honor of dropping your civilian garb to uh, don the epilepsy of science? Do you mean it? I mean every word. You've proven your capabilities a thousand times over, young lad. I want you to become a permanent part of our team. Do you mean it? 
I'm honored. I really am. Here, I present to you your harpoon gun. Now you're a scientist just like me and the professor. Wow, it sure is heavy. Wait, is the harbinger of death? Just ask diabetes. Just over that colorful, lily-covered hill. The lagoon should be just over the other side. Sweet Jesus, do you see that? I do! By Jove, could it be? My god! The god of the jungle! The mollusk man! The man mollusk! Professor Squidman, quiet down! Look, it's absolutely disgusting! Like a like an upturned clam with, with two pale, hairy human legs poking out the bottom with big, long mollusk claws where the toenails should be, and it's kind of wobbling around like it's it, drunk. Is it bending down to drink from the lagoon? It is! It is! Look at it fumbling and flopping around! Where do you think the mouth is? Never mind the, the mouth, Mr. Cushman. Mind the heart. No! John, don't shoot! We should capture it alive! It could be worth some money! Not to mention it could be worth a good deal to the science I'm now an acolyte to. I'm sorry. It killed Barnaby. It must pay for that. No, you killed Barnaby. Anyway, the gunshot may frighten the professor. Who knows what he will do in his insanity. Hope you enjoyed your last holiday season, mollusk man. Merry Christmas. What is this noise? My god! My god! The mollusk man is under attack! Drat! I missed. Okay, one more. No! John, the professor is running toward the clam man. He's having a fit of delirium. Watch where you shoot! (laughs) My calf has been struck with thunder! How were you ever an Olympian? An Olympian? I, I, I did the biathlon in high school. Another Oxford graduate fated to die by the harpoon gun! Lay off. I'll give it a go. God damn! What a shot! You're a natural, kid. A real natural. You know Stephen Akron? He's real good. Anyway, you've hit the creature in the leg. It collapsed to the ground next to the professor. Now, let's get a closer look. Fellows, the high is wearing. Crack the clam! Crack the clam, I say! What is he saying? Mm. Crack the clam? It's the old drinking song. Crack the clam, slurp up the sauce. You know that dinghy? But it's almost the size of a whole human being! It would be impossible to crack a clam of this size and shape. (laughs) Not for a bianthalon champ like this guy. Uh, Consider this clam shell shattered at the professor's behest. Wait! You'll hurt the- Dear God, dear God, you saved me, you saved me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet Jesus! There's no pearls at all in this cloud, just a whole rest of a pale and hairy human being. Hold on, I'd recognize those bloodshot eyes and that corpulent physique anywhere. Papa? Gregory. Gregory, is that you? I can't see. I've gone blind from all the months I've been uh, in this uh, clamshell. What's the meaning of all this? 
John Octopus, Professor Squidman, this is my long-lost father, Jeremiah Gooseman. This is the man I've been searching for who got lost all those months back. I can't believe I'm looking at you with my own two eyes. And I can't believe I can't see you with mine. I had no idea I had gone blind. But, but what in the world happened to you, Mr. Gooseman's dad? It's a long and exciting story, actually. Can we cut it for time, Papa? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sure. I was roaming around, as you know, through the Amazon rainforest searching for a drink. I stumbled upon this uh, here lagoon, seeking to bathe in it in, in order to watch away a rather nasty hangover. While standing on a precipice, I uh, had fell head first and landed inside a uh, giant jungle clam, with which I, uh, you know, I was trapped for like months on end. From there, I learned to survive in the jungle. Uh, you know, I, I learned to speak the language of the dolphins, uh, you know, so they could give me a mackerel. I won the affection of a local tribe that uh, dubbed me their god. Uh, I required many fun uh, new recipes uh, for uh, home cooking meals, you know. Uh, watched the uh, Great Dictator with uh, Chaplin seven times. Well, Dad, that's all well and good, but you don't need to suffer anymore. We'll bring you home. Is he crying? Shedding a tear? Why? I'm afraid I can't. Oh, I, I, I can't go with you at all. I'm afraid I belong to the jungle now. Though I would love to come home and enjoy uh, anew uh, the pleasures of uh, civilization, I, I think I have, uh, over the last few months, uh, found a new home here among the denizens of the rainforest. Though you could call me names like Jeremiah and Goose Guy, uh, I am Mollusk Man now. Perhaps it is that I have always been Mollusk Man. And only now do I, uh, come to understand that, uh, fact. Uh, I finally shall remain here, on the banks of this lagoon, find myself a new shell, and sink from dawn to dusk with the gators and the crawdads that inhabit this realm. But what am I to do without you, Papa? Do what I have only now learned to do. Just be yourself. And with that, my father tapped the side of his nose and made a swan dive for the lagoon, vanishing naked beneath the bubbling black depths he was gone. I would find that that pale, crusty bloodshot image of him would be the last one I would ever see. I made many friends on my expedition to South America. I learned many things, and doubtless, I became a new man. But, returning back home on that helicopter that came to retrieve us after receiving our call on the payphone, thank God we had remembered quarters, I found that I had never really gone to find my father. I had gone to find myself. <sighs> ah, glad that's finally over. I can stretch my bones a bit. Nibble on some stringed beans. Also, while that was playing, I was writing. So next week, dear listeners, come back for a story about the Titanic. But instead of an iceberg, we find a big stick of dynamite in the role of our arch nemesis, Mr. Dynamite Iceberg, Junior.
All aboard, perish. All aboard, perish. Not by drowning, but by fire. It's a lesson, too. That's right. Bet you weren't expecting a hellish, fiery boat apocalypse could be a teaching moment. But it is. About? Well, about the perils of war. The horror of weaponry. The danger of high seas. The real killer is the 15-minute explosion. Boom, 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 it says. Until next time, stay slanted, folks. Holloway.